Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and last week I told you what a straw man argument is. But I heard from a few listeners who were disappointed that I didn't explain why it's called a straw man argument in the first place. So that's where I'm going to start this week. Etymology Online says that the phrase man of straw was first used to describe an imaginary opponent in the 1620s. Here's one of the earliest examples I could find in a Google Books search of the phrase straw man being used in the context of a debate. It's in a periodical called The Chronicle, published in 1878 by the students of the University of Michigan, and the anonymous author appears to be quoting another article from 1875, which is actually earlier than the citations for this kind of use that are shown in Merriam-Webster and the Oxford English Dictionary. Here's the quotation, again from 1875. The average debater knows no finer fun than belaboring a man of straw. How often have we heard that ambitious disputant in full flush of victory fashion with his creative tongue the silliest of all fools? the straw man. Into the straw man's mouth are put impossible propositions, and when he's been made to utter them, the speaker proper proceeds to show what an utter this straw man is. It's possible that the phrase originated even earlier, but it looks like the name really does come from the idea of propping up an imaginary man of straw, or scarecrow, as a ridiculous opponent who would be easy to defeat. And that's where we got the phrase straw man. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules? only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life, well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. 
Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com grammar today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And now, on to canards. I was looking at lists of interesting words this week, and I ran across one that I've heard regularly, but seems like an odd word because I couldn't identify a root word that made sense. The word is canard. What's a canard, and where does the word come from? A canard is a story, usually a damaging story, that's false, but purports to be true. It can be a rumor, a hoax, or an out-and-out lie. If I reported that Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders had met in the New Hampshire woods at midnight and danced around in tutus, casting spells that jinxed their opponents, and I insisted that it was true, that would be a canard. Canard also has specialized meanings in aeronautics and cooking, and the cooking part isn't surprising because canard literally means duck in French, the scary birds that quack. Yes, I'm afraid of ducks. My husband likes to feed them, and I get edgy when they're surrounding us with their hungry, zombie-like determination and quacking. I'm certain that if they worked together, they could take us down. So how do we get from ducks to an absurd, baseless rumor? The Oxford English Dictionary and the Online Etymology Dictionary both cite an old French expression to describe a scheme or a hoax that meant to sell half a duck. Clearly, you can't sell half a duck, or at least not half a live duck. So presumably, the story is about a seller who cheated a buyer by selling only half a duck. And I'm hoping the French version of this story makes a little more sense. The first written reference in the Oxford English Dictionary is from the mid-1600s in the Evening Standard. It reads, quote, A silly canard circulated by the owl about England having joined France and Russia in offering their mediation to the belligerents. Unquote. Canard isn't a commonly used term today, but it's not archaic either. A Google News search, for example, returned about 30 news stories that used the word canard in the last week in the United States. Common usage, at least in the news, seems to lean toward some of the most contentious or offensive opinions. A letter to the editor of the Aspen Times about local political campaign shenanigans back in 2010, though, had a clever line about a canard. The citizen, Michael Conniff, described what he considered a baseless claim that a campaign he was involved in emptied all the newspaper boxes in the downtown area. He summed up by writing, I would call this a gross canard if it were not unfair to ducks everywhere. And I thought that was great. 
It isn't always such horrible things that are canards, though. Michael Quinian of the World Wide Words website used it two times that I could find to refer to grammar myths. For example, he notes that Brian Garner, quote, dismisses the canard that you must not start a sentence with a conjunction, unquote. When I was originally thinking about this topic, I got confused between canard and petard. There's a common saying that someone has been hoisted on his own petard, and I was thinking that it was hoisted on his own canard. I believe that would be what's called a malapropism, which I've covered in the podcast before and written about in my books, but I'll briefly repeat it here for those of you who haven't heard it before. The name malapropism comes from a character called Mrs. Malaprop in the 1775 Richard Sheridan play The Rivals. Mrs. Malaprop's comical feature was using wrong words that sounded almost right. For example, saying someone is the very pineapple of politeness instead of the very pinnacle of politeness. Or that she's as headstrong as an allegory on the banks of the Nile instead of she's as headstrong as an alligator on the banks of the Nile. So confusing canard and petard could be a language mixed up columnalapropism, since the two words sound similar. Thinking about the origin of canard, it wouldn't really make sense to hoist someone on a duck or hoist someone on a hoax. No, a petard is a weapon. I would have thought that it would be some kind of spear, but it's not. It's a small bomb the kind of thing used to blast entry into a building during the Middle Ages. And to be hoisted on your own petard literally means to be blown into the air by your own bomb. And it figuratively means to get caught in a problem of your own making. Like canard, the word petard also comes to English from French. The phrase we're all familiar with, to be hoisted on your own petard, comes from Shakespeare's Hamlet. Hamlet says, For tis sport to have the engineer hoist with his own petard. So this week, don't go half-selling any ducks or making any ridiculous false claims, or you may be accused of putting forth a canard. And if you're caught in such a bind, you may be said to have been hoisted on your own petard. And that was your meaty middle. Finally, here's a great message that Keith Dahl left on the Grammar Girl Facebook page. He wrote, Quote, Most recently, I completed a one-year assignment in Japan, where among my responsibilities was helping my staff compose and edit press releases. It was gratifying to be able to work with them crafting English-language material and having the opportunity to deeply think about what was being written, how it was constructed, and explaining the often subtle differences in word choice. I discovered your podcast while searching for something to listen to during the hour-long commute. I enjoyed listening and learning, and it's given me valuable insight that I've applied. I'm grateful to you for giving us an entertaining and informative way to understand the proper use of our language. Unquote. Thanks, Keith. I love thinking of you helping writers in Japan with the information you learn from the podcast. My book, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing, has been translated into Japanese, but I don't think I've ever heard from any Japanese readers, so it was great to hear from you and your story about Japan. No matter where you are, you can leave a story on the Grammar Girl Facebook page about how you listen to the podcast, and I might share it on the show, like I did Keith's. And reading them just makes me happy, so thank you. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. 
You can find all my articles and old podcasts at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.